and the Pork. Hello and welcome to Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork. I'm the Pork. I'm Blake. And this is the third most popular Raiders podcast on the internet, brought to you with the dubious support of The Greenhouse, the number one Raiders fan forum. Get on there and get engaging. Brought to you from the filthiest storeroom hidden somewhere in Civic, the location of which we will never reveal the uh, details of, will we, Blake? No. No. It's also pretty cold, I might add. It's a very, very cold and filthy. Mind you, it does does smell like Asian food, which is quite nice. Yeah. Happies. Happies. So we've got <laughs> lunchtime that. special. Yeah, ten dollar lunchtime <laughs> special. Yeah, no, no, we 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 bring this out uh, and it's very good. Um, also this week <clears throat> brought to you by our fan of the week, which this week is left curly, right curly, long time listener, um, many time texter. So Here's to you, left curly, right curly. Thanks for, for stopping on by. And also another heads up to Lee G, last week's uh, Listener of the Week. Um, magnificent man as well. Um, yeah, keep keep those bribes coming in to become our uh, Listener of the Week. This week coming up, Blake will be choosing that. So please send your bribes to him. Um, the Roosters lost. The Roosters lost, Blake. Not the end of the world. I mean, it, to be honest with you, that game, the, it turned out and the result was pretty much exactly what I expected. Is that right? I was hopeful that we'd win, but at the same time, I thought I wouldn't be surprised if they just beat us. Because throughout the season, I mean, it's been pretty clear um, the Storm and the Roosters are the benchmarks. Mm, that's and true. although we've made great strides this season, you know, I still think that we're we're a, a peg a mm. peg below with you, probably with Manly and and, and Souths. We're mm. probably on the next the next rung down on the ladder. But look. You know, we play the Roosters one more time this season and we beat them. It doesn't matter what happened the first two times. No, that's very, and, very true. And, you know, a lot's been made of the fact that um, we've, you know, haven't beaten any of, of the, the teams in the, the top four or top mm. five. But uh, something that the Pork has found somewhat irritating. Really? Okay. Yeah, well, a fair bit's been made of it. But at the same token, we've been every in every single one of those games, yep. right down to the wire. I mean, the game against the Roosters was no exception. The game against Souths, you know... We had a chance to win it in the dying second. True. Yeah, it's 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 very fine. Yeah, there's very the, fine margins. These ones. So, so no cause for panic in the Roosters' loss. Not at this stage. Not at this stage. Obviously, um, big game coming up this weekend mm. against the Storm. So, but before we get to there, where where was the game lost against the Roosters? Where was it lost, Blake? Just a few. You know, you, there's a few drop balls, a few key moments. Mm. The Roosters. I mean, they've got you know so much talent across the park. You mm. knew Tedesco was always going to be. And I think that's where it was lost. I think it was lost in the James Tedesco position because they had a James Tedesco and we didn't. And the first try of the match, literally, Jack Whiten had him covered the entire way until that moment he suddenly didn't because James Tedesco has afterburners. I mean, it's one of those ones you look at that try and, you know, could have been prevented was was Jack at fault. Jack called it. He knew what he was doing. Jack, seriously, because I saw this one perfectly from my vantage point. He had him called him. He told everyone where to go. And Teddy just has that, you know, like you remember in Mad Max 2 when he had the, uh, yeah, the, the nitro, not, the, nitrous, the nitrous thing, thing yeah. when, when Wes opens <laughs> up the nitrous thing. Teddy's got that. He's got that bottle of nitrous. And it was just enough that he just got around Jack. And Jack normally would have had him. Jack's been burying opposition players yeah. all year who've tried to do that to him, with the notable exception of Jesse Ramian, um, who put a great big, you know, print in his hand. But I think Jack will learn from that one and will pretty much know. That's James Tedesco right there, and uh, you might need to call someone in. But as we also saw with James Tedesco, he's good at drawing people in and then sending someone away for a try. Yeah. Um, that pass uh, in the second half, 
mm. the one to um, Fatupu was yeah. like you just had to just like yeah to admire it yeah and and look people say oh Jordan Raffinger Jordan Raffinger did everything he should have done in that he got, he was covering exactly who he should have covered he went exactly where he should have it was just a good play and it was just a good pass it's just the way it goes yeah that's just the way it goes um, who did you like for us for us Josh Papali was yep. fantastic he really um, was he played I think he didn't come off until about the 32nd minute or so. No. Huge. He really was. And huge minutes. Big impact at the beginning. Uh, Bateman obviously was good. You know, yep. he, he maybe tried to overplay his hand a little bit at the end there. But, you know, that first try um, with the offload, that offload was incredible. Yeah, yeah. It was absolutely beautiful. And, and, and he meant to do it. He went in drawing them in to get the impact and make sure they were committed to it. And as soon as they were, that ball came straight out yeah. of the back. And you realise with, with that try against the Roosters and also... Um, you know, when he set up the try in, against a storm at the start of the season, you've got to pull a bit of a rabbit out of a hat to, to breach yep. those defences yep. because they're just so good at playing against structure and, you yep. know, you've really, you've really just got to have something special just, just to break. And it's usually it's, you know, the, the, the second phase play or, or what, whatever it is. Or, but, yeah, if you're just playing structure, they're just too good at covering it. Yeah, you know, and I, I think that um, having Joey Leilua back is huge because yeah. he's he's there were times against the Roosters where you thought if Joey was there maybe we could just make something Yeah. whereas it just I mean Nick Kotrick tried well at centre I thought he was outplayed by Luttrell but he tried he tried hard I thought he did pretty well against yeah, Luttrell yeah he tried hard but I thought Luttrell's try was basically a lucky bounce off a bomb that got dropped and there was some suggestion that uh, Daniel Tupo was offside yeah um, coming into that I still haven't seen the replay to confirm that but I, I've heard that suggestion it was there um, yeah, no, I agree with that. I thought Ryan Sutton was short of a run too, so he didn't get the big minutes yeah. that otherwise he would have been. But I was actually pretty pleased with it. I thought the fence, again, particularly was really good. I thought, you know, they got one try off a, a bomb. Yeah. The first try with Tedesco was great. The the third, fourth try with Tedesco was great. And I can't remember the other one that went across. But I, I really thought there was, you know... The one where, you know, CNK was taken out. Yeah. That was the lucky one. Yeah, yeah. That's... And that was the difference. In the end, yeah, it was. It was. Absolutely, it was. What worried you? Anything worried you? No, nothing It's nothing in particular. I mean, it's just just the realisation that I think we're still a bit below. You know, the two the two mm. best teams in competition are Storm and Roosters. Mm. They're also the smartest coach, and yep. they're just the best discipline. And, yep. you know, we're getting there. Yeah, we're we getting are. there, but we're still, you know... Yeah, but we're, it's, we're, we're still a work in distance. progress. Yeah. And we're in striking distance because there, there's a player. There's a player in green. And we love him desperately. And um, so once more, we're going to come back to the the, uh, the segment of why we love John Bateman. Bateman! And why do we love John Bateman? I think I think Blake was talking to me before we started recording. I think the strip on Jerry Hargraves when he was running the ball up I mean, it's hard not to just think John Bateman is brilliant when he just sees a big man running up who's trying to do an impact and just says, I'm not going to get involved with this impact. I'm just going to take the ball off of your great big meathead. Yeah. There's a real satisfaction in someone doing that. Yeah, isn't he it? was really, uh, Jared Rear Hargraves was really pissed off. He really was. He <laughs> really that. was. And he was he lost his head a bit and he was trying to steal the ball back yeah, at every yeah, opportunity. Yeah, yeah, and gave away a penalty yeah. not long after that. But um, it really reminded me of this story that I'd once heard about this Brisbane bus ride where these two, you know, meth heads had got on the bus and were refusing to pay and screaming abuse at the bus driver and everyone and the thing and acting violent and stuff like this. And one guy wandered down the bus and said, Righto, righto, I've had enough of this. 
going, let's get off the bus and we'll sort this out. And they said, righto. And they got off the bus and he turned to the, the bus driver and said, close the door and then they drove <laughs> off. And everyone cheered him and gave the guys on the, the, the footpath. And I really think John Bateman, you know, going in there and everyone thinking he's going to be an impact and just goes for the ball and takes it off him. It, it really is a levelling thing. And the good thing too, it was no question, it was just one-on-one. There was no two in the tackle. Yeah. No one can whinge about, oh, whether that was a law. It's just, Jared, you've just, <laughs> you've just been made to look like a goose. And that was great. So, you know, that's why we love John Bateman. One of the many reasons we love John Bateman. Okay, so we come up against the Storm. Must win? I don't think it's a must win. I think the must win game is the following week against Manly. That's an absolute must win game. Yeah. Um, the Storm would be great to win. Mm, I think it's must win. I think it's absolute must win. We need to get to those 30 points because then all of a sudden we're the, the masters of our own destiny going against Manly. I, I don't think there's a match coming home now that isn't must win. We can drop out of the top four. I don't think from here we can drop out of the top eight. No, we, we won't drop, drop out, out of the eight. top four. Yeah. And we can easily drop out of the top four. I don't want to see that happen. I think this weekend is a must win against the Melbourne Storm. I think they can do it. Um, I, I think the parts are all there. I think the last time, and I'll get to this uh, in the situation where I'm irritated somewhat, um, but I think the last time we played them, we were at a severe disadvantage in that, and we came up pretty well against them. We had a slow start, but yeah, yeah we, we, we came back in the match. That's probably a, you know the biggest... Well, of all those games against the, the um, top sides, that's the biggest margin. It was 10 points, I think. Yeah, that's so. right. So how are we going to win the game against Melbourne? I don't know. Well, you were saying rabbit out of a hat. Something special. <laughs> you don't think don't we're know. going to beat them in the grind. You think we're going to beat them by actually going for the flashy players. It seems to be their Achilles heel. I mean, the team that they've always struggled against traditionally has been the Warriors. Mm. And one of the reasons why they've struggled against the Warriors is um, is because of the Warriors' ability to offload and just mm. throw the ball around. And that seems to be the thing. And have they, the pass a stick sometimes. Yeah. And that seems to be what they struggle against the most. Because if you just are exercising block plays or whatever it is, hopefully we've moved beyond that. But Melbourne Storm basically invented the block play. So all you're doing is throwing their, uh, an inferior version of their own structure mm. At mm. them, and they're more than capable against of defending against it. Yeah. So you need you need a Bateman offload. You need Bateman skipping across the line. We need Joey Lelo. I mean, how much we can expect from the guy first week back? You know, mm. after what seriously could have been a career-ending injury. Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised he came back. Obviously, there's talk of whether or not he's rushed back in the team. Well, they wouldn't play him if they didn't think he was ready. No. no. And there was talk that he almost did play against the Roosters, but um. In the end, the coaching staff decided that um, having both he and Ryan Sutton returning the same mm. week, both you know lacking match fitness or underdone, was too much risk. So that's yep. why they held back. Yeah, and I think that that's a good idea too. Um, I, I look, I think CNK is the is the player that's really going to give the Melbourne Storm trouble. Um, I, I really do think he is. I think he he's had two games this season where he dropped a few and missed a few, and the next week he's come out and blown people off the park. Um, I have a feeling that's where he's going to at the moment. I think having Leilua come back and Kotrick going back to where he was probably settles the side in something they're ready for more defensively. Like, they're, they're set up. They'll know each other and be able to play with each other as well. And Ryan Sutton now having a run is a really good thing. I think Josh Hodgson is just getting stronger and better as well. Yeah. He was really playing a playmaker at dummy half. And allowing Jack and Aiden Caesar to go and do other stuff that was quite amazing. Do you know what I've noticed about him? And maybe it's just he's just had a, a particularly short haircut. Seems to be playing a bit lighter this year. Because I remember when we first signed him, um, he actually for a hooker. I think he was like one of the heaviest 
um, hookers in the competition, but he actually seems, he looks quite trim this he's, year. He's as strong as he's ever been. I mean, yeah. that's, that's where the stripping thing comes from. You yeah. know, those people aren't giving the ball to him voluntarily by surprise. He's, he's taken it by force. You know, Josh takes what Josh wants. Yeah, and... no, no, I'm just saying, I think he looks fit. I think he looks really, I yeah. think he looks in really good, Nick. But look, we have a good record in Mel- in Melbourne. We, we've actually won ma- matches in there. I think in the last 10 years, we've won more matches against the Storm in Melbourne than we have in Canberra. Oh, no doubt about it. It's some pretty memorable ones, too. So, anyway, do we have some questions this week? We do. And what are those questions? First, we're going to go with um, Matthew uh, Lippiat-Sidman. Oh, yes. Uh, very, very busy man. Um, the bench, the makeup of it. Oh, How yes. will they use the players? Mm, that is a very good question. I, I was very interested to see Saliva Hivili come off and Bailey Simonson come on. Having said that, I'm also a pretty big fan of keeping Bailey Simonson there, but it also led me to believe, well, if he's still there, are we really playing Joey? You know? But And Saliva definitely has a, a big, big value to to the club. But it wasn't well. used against the Roosters at no, all. No, and I didn't know what that was, and I, I didn't ask... Um, I didn't ask whether, with Ricky, what the story was with that, um, but I, I did find it too odd. Too scared? Yeah, totally. Absolutely too scared. Too scared, no questions whatsoever. There, there were things happening in the tunnel where I had far more focus on than, than risking the wrath of Ricky post-match, absolutely. I'm not stupid. I mean, I am stupid, but not in that regard. Okay, so... Um, yeah, cheers. look, I, I think I think Saliba's got to be there or thereabouts. I think Bailey, Simon and Saliba are the ones that are interchangeable on that bench. I think everything is pretty much settled in our first side now. Yeah. It's just who is going to take that last spot between the two of them. Yeah, my thoughts... Uh this is Matthew continuing, is safety first. So Halevi, uh, Simonson and two middles. Hooker, backs and half cover via Hodjo if injury strikes. Mm. We have forward versatility too with um, Sia, Papa and Tarpani, especially as Ricky uses two of his benches for such low minutes. Mm. He does. You know, does. He's, there's usually one guy like a ghoul or someone who's lucky to get on the Yeah, look, and, and, and Emre's come up a lot this season. I, I thought I think the one that's... And don't forget Murchie, uh, not Murchie, um, Hudson Young is back this week. He, now he's come through the Mounties, so while he's not been played in the, in the side, he's ready now. So he, he's standing the wings. I have a feeling if someone comes in, if there's an injury in the forwards, that it's going to be Hudson Young that comes yeah, in at possibly. this stage. Um, but Emre Gould has come up well and his, his defence has improved. His ball running was always good, but his defence has improved. Well, actually, what, means, what I've read reported in the press though this week is that um, assuming Havili does not come onto the bench, which I don't think he will. I think I'll, I think they'll go with Simmons on the bench. Um, Bateman is, is the replacement hooker option if something happens to Hodgson because apparently he has filled that role before for England I'd, I'd oh gee I've seen Aiden Caesar play at dummy half before and do alright in that I'm not sure defend, oh, he'd be fine defensively in the middle of the thing because you know you've got to tackle whatever's yeah. in front of you that's that's not the issue um, I, you want hands the, the yeah, hostile I'm just telling you that's, 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 the, that's the story going around yeah okay well I, I who am I to doubt you know Further this comment, Brad the Ripper. Um, Simonson for BJ, match fitness, final 10 minutes. So I think he's sort of suggesting that, well, yeah. And this yeah, is what I, I thought of right. too, that if, yeah. if BJ's struggling at the back end, get they'll probably take him yeah. off and get Simonson. Because st- if he's... Simonson. Simonson, yeah. If he's um, if he's if he's looking gassed, you know the Storm will send all their traffic at him. So, yeah. I mean, I imagine they're planning on sending a lot of traffic well, at him, at him, as it is. Yeah. Oh, look, they'll be, they'll, they'll have their plans as well. I mean, Cam Smith will be warming up to, you know, go at the knees of Jared Croker again, or any in, in injury he sees, you know, off the ball, because that's, you know, as we know how Cam Smith plays it. 
But look, they've got a... I mean, look at this forward pack. Asafa Solomona, Cam Smith, uh, Jesse Bromwich, Kenny Bromwich, Kafusi, and Fanukan. I mean, come on long now. How good is that for a forward pack? Really? Yeah. That is just brilliant. Then you got Brady Croft at seven, who's been doing really well. Cameron Munster, who isn't just doing well. I know, I believe that... Um, James Tedesco is the best player in the game at the moment, but Cam Munster can't be too far behind no, him. He no. just can't be. Um, Jay, you seen Olam? No. Playing there, Justin Olam? Yeah, oh, I see the guy from New Guinea. Yeah, yeah, and he is... 178 tough. centimetres. Yeah, yeah, but he's... No, no, no. He, and I know he looks like he's 92 kilos and 178 centimetres. A, he's fast. B, he hits like a train. Yeah. Like, they won't Well, that's the, the sort of the, the tradition that you look at the New Guinea team. There's not much difference between the... The forwards and the, forwards the back, yeah, yeah. they all play the same way. He's a bit smaller, but trust me, don't 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 wear him out. Will Chambers, of course, is on the other thing. He's got two hundred thirty-two games. What a grub! Yeah, but he has the chance to do it. Vonavale is back in form. On speaking the of right grubs, wing. yeah, yeah, and you have got Josh Adakar, who's is he the fastest man in the game, or is it Tedesco? I don't know, one of them. And Jerome Hughes, who has been a revelation at fullback this year. Yeah, he's year. good. He's, he's really come up. So that's a really great side. Then they've got Kami Kamika on the bench. And there is the, the, the forward they have. The name starts with F and it ends with I. And there's a lot, a lot, a lot of vowels in between those two points. Uh, Famous Luali or something to that effect. I can't yeah. say it. I apologise to you, young man, because to be in this side, you've got to be a really good player. Stimson. Yeah, yeah. And, of course, Pappenhausen. Pappen. And and so they, he's pretty fast too. Yeah, X Factor Pappenhausen. Now he came out, I believe, of the West Tigers system. Yeah, and and has come across. Well, but, so did um, Josh Adaka. Yeah, well, the Tigers, that's right. the Tigers, the world. But Pappenhausen came out as a, a junior. They identified there and and snuck him across. I there. think I've got to say, of all the players in the Melbourne Storm, the only one I don't dislike is Josh Adaka. I mean, how can you really? not? How can you not like the Fox? Oh, Dale Finucane. I love Dale Finucane. Yeah, he's awesome. Dale Finucane's awesome. I don't have anything against Brady Croft. Um, Josh Adokar. Jerome Hughes. Cammy Kamika's very entertaining. So, look, that's a great side. And But, you know, at the same time, Soliola, Hodgson, Papali, Whitehead, Bateman, Tarpane, that's a great pack. And we, should be able, think, we should be able to match him in the forwards. Well, we can hold them, but I think we're more dynamic in with ball in hand than they yeah. are. And they're not, but they don't go for dynamism in the forward. No, they're that's not allowed not, to. That's, that's not the thing. Aiden Caesar's playing great football. He played a good match against the Roosters, I thought. Jack Whiten missed one tackle, but apart from that, I thought he was really good and tried really hard. Leilu was back after a trot. Jared Croker laid on some great plays. He made the NRL Team of the Week this, this Jared week. Jared Croker? Yeah. And um, that was voted not just by the Canberra Raiders fans, that was voted by everybody. So to get there, you know, he had a good match. Nick Kotrick back on the wing outside him. Uh, Jordan Rapiner and Nicol Klockstad, obviously, on the bench. Simonson, Dynamis, Louie, Horsburgh and Sutton, which is getting very close to settled there. You know, you've got Sammy Williams on the extended bench with Hudson Young, Saliva Havili and Emre Gula. And that's a good extended bench too. There's not a play yeah. on that extended bench that you wouldn't have back in that side. So while we, while we just brought up Jordan Rapiner, mm. um, what are our thoughts on him where he's at? We've actually had a question come in from yeah. Matt Linton. Yeah. Do you think Rapiner is playing injured? Does not see him take those big dummy half runs like he used to. He's had a rough season. He's had a, he's, he's obviously he's trying hard. He clearly was trying very hard against yeah. the Roosters. Maybe got niggled a bit and, you know, tried a bit too hard at times. Um, I hope his best days aren't behind him. But oh, I, 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 I think we're being very premature and even casting aspersions on him. He was he was an awesome in that match. I mean, we played a really good opposition. I don't think he got anything wrong. 
tried his guts out. He was great in defence. He was great in attack. That was a arm wrestle of a match. Yeah, I, I look. I I am the, the biggest fan, and I've said to you before. I think he's the greatest winger ever playing green. And then you tried to tell me it was Leslie Vanacola or some other. I did not. Stupid, I said it was John Chicka Ferguson. You had some other stupid suggestion. I said John Ch- Chicka Ferguson never bloody took the ball up on tackle one and two and bulldozed thirty meters up the field. You know, he was he was a sweet I'm finisher. I'm not going to sit here. I'm not he going to sit finisher. here and 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 take that <clears throat> from a bloke. You know, like John Chicka Ferguson. One minute left in the 89 grand final in proper time. Burrows through not one, not two, but three international yeah, not, players I'm, to look, get the ball close enough so Mal can kick the conversion. I love Chicker as much as any man. And I used to, obviously I, I used to I used to hate when Laurie Daly first came into um, the Canberra Raiders team hmm. and he was in the centres. I hated Laurie Daly because he'd never give the ball to Chicker. Just You'd be standing on Seaford Oval and everyone would just be yelling out, pass it to Chicker, you hog. Yeah, well, I mean, Chick, this is Chicka's the greatest. No, look, it was magic, and when he got the ball, everyone's rose. Uh, don't was get great. me wrong, I love but... Jordan Rapiner, but there's Chicka, and then there's Daylight, and then we no. can start the argument no. after that. Jordan Rapiner's the, the best winger anyway to play for the race, but I'm worried his best days are behind him. He's just about to turn thirty, or he has just just turned thirty. Turning thirty. The this, flip side, the this. flip side to that is, of course, he had quite a few years out of football, so it's not as though he's played every year straight. But in the last sort of four to five years that he's been in the Raiders, he's played every game at a million miles per hour. Mm. And I think it has, I think it's mm. taken a toll. Mm. I think it's taken a toll. Maybe. I still reckon he's got a lot of juice in that tank. Yeah, well, you know, the bromance, the band's back together. The bromance is reunited. Look, I, I, Joey's Joey's back and hopefully, you know, he'll, he'll we'll get back to seeing some of the best, some of his best. Hi, Alan Sung here, former Canberra Raiders captain. And you know what? I don't really listen to podcasts, but if I did, I'd probably listen to the third most popular Canberra Raiders one, Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork. I'm actually looking Work. at our record against the Storm, right? So we have lost the last one, two, three, four, five matches against them. The last time we beat them was in round 23 at GAO Stadium on that Monday night when we beat them 22-8 in 2016. Then, for the next victory against them, you have to go back to round seven in 2014, where we won by two points. Then, in 2013, in round 21, there was, of course, our record loss against them, 68-4. That was, I was there. That was ugly. I was there. Which yes. is the Easter one? Is that, that's 24-22. That's, yeah. that's the Paul Vaughan Easter one. Yeah, that's right. That was great. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, we beat them in round eight, 2013, at their ground, when no one was expecting it because we were coming so badly. And then, of course, 2012, we beat them at their ground, 40-12. I, I just have a feeling, you know, like, we go in patches where we lose, 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 lose to them, and it's just time to win one. It's just time to win one. Just got this feeling in my guts it's time to win one because then we go on and then next weekend on the 405 match at home we've got Manly that's going to be balls to the wall that game and then afterwards we go up to the Sharks on Sunday September 1 that's not going to be easy that's not no um, never is but then we come back to the Warriors by that stage who knows if they've got themselves back in contention because somehow they're sitting there on 19 points the Warriors and if they string a couple of matches together they could be in that match, needing to win it to make the finals. Yeah. So that could be... I don't think, from this point on going in, there is anything that even looks like an easy match. In fact, not only is there not anything that looks like an easy match, it's a hard match, which is why I'm worried we could drop out of the four quite easily. we got some more questions. Okay, question. Michael Barron Parker, do we need to beat the Storm to be considered a premiership threat? I think we need to do what we did with the Roosters. I think we need to be close enough and competitive enough. Well, I mean, that's what... 
Ricky sort of said at the, at the end of the game, he said, we might have beaten these teams if we play again, mm. the Roosters again tomorrow in the grand final. Are we a chance? Of course we are. But we need to make the four. So yeah. my feeling is we need to beat them to get that spot in the four because if we beat the Storm this week and Manly next week, we're going to make the four. And that's the thing. We need those two wins, not to pull back the Storm. They're already gone. They're off in the distance. They're top two. No question what that In fact, they have to go almost dead stop in order for the Roosters to go over the top of them. But... If we win two matches, especially one against Manly that staves them off below us, then we'll make the top four. At that point, we're in every match we're in from that point. So, yeah, I, I think they're they're a catch. But, um, look, there, there's... Um, I, 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 so, yes, I believe we do need to win it. I think after this point, panic might start spreading in, and that's something that we just haven't had this season. I'm still not panicking. Nice. I'm still not panicking. But if we lose this week, then we have... Like I said, Manly's the big one. Then we have to beat Manly. We have to beat the Sharks. And we have to beat the Warriors. Mm. And they're all winnable. They are. They're all winnable. But yeah, there's a, But look, there have been a few things that have happened, uh, Blake, that have irritated me somewhat. In fact, you could say that they grind my gears. You know what really grinds my gears? And do you know what grinds my gears, Blake? Do you know what grinds my gears? Twitter beefs? Yeah, definitely Twitter beefs. <laughs> definitely Twitter beefs. No. The inconsistency of the match review committee. Now, we've gone through it that many bloody times that it seems like a, a, a broken record. I actually think they're doing it now. And it's like, a, it's like you know, a duck at, you know, a Sector 7G hitting the button while Homer's asleep, you know. And it's just a complete thing. Because Nelson Asafa Solomona not even getting charged for a crusher tackle. That was horrific. It was one of the worst I've seen. I've seen players this season get suspended for two and three weeks for crusher tackles that weren't a patch on that. Yeah. There weren't a patch on that, and he got nothing. In the meantime, Luke Garner gets a week off for a late hit, in which I thought, really, was that late? Because the ball had... It wouldn't... It, in today's climate, it's considered late. I didn't even five think it was years a penalty. Ago, five years ago, that was just standard. I, didn't I mean, you look at... You look at remember... Um, and he got sin-binned. Yeah. Re- remember when um, when Josh Papali whacked um, Paul Gallen? We'd be in big trouble for that oh, now. Massive, massive. He'd be suspended for it. Absolutely. It was great. But we loved it at suspended. the time. <laughs> yeah, well, absolutely loved it. But Garner's hit was not only late, <coughs> it was a good hit on a player who literally was playing and dummying at that time and yeah. had been throughout the match. And he smashed him literally after the ball had gone. There was nothing wrong with it. And he got sinbin, And now he's getting a week. Nelson is soft for Solomona. Almost folded the boat back on himself like a pretzel. Yeah. And came down, smashed down on him. You know how many necks do we have to break? It's typical. It's typical dirty storm behaviour. It was disgusting. It's typical dirty storm behaviour. You've got somehow Elliot Whitehead getting getting sight of something I didn't even see happen. Well, that was right in front of me. And look, I never saw a slow motion replay, Mm. but certainly at the time I didn't think he's gone with the knees. No, but the other thing is, you know, they're saying, "Oh, you're going to get a week for this," and the MRC says, "Oh, no, no, go on, Nelson. You're fine. You're fine. No carryover points for you. No, no problem for you. Just." Go and fold that guy in in like a, yeah. a a pretzel. There's no problem. It grinds my gears, Blake. It grinds my gears. They're well, pathetic. Oh, we found out Michael Butner is at the head of it. Michael Butner, you were a fucked player. You really were second rate in a good side, and you're even which worse good on side the was you second rate in Parramatta, Parramatta. Or, or, or North Sydney? Definitely second rate at North Sydney. You just really weren't up to scratch. You really only claim to fame apart from being the most imbecilic head of the match review committee ever is that you were the first person sin binned by. Bill Harrigan when he went on that mad sin binning run against Parramatta that night where he oh, sinned four in a row. There you go. 
And, uh, you know, that, that was brilliant. And you know what? I'd like to send in you from the MRC because you are shocking at your job. You're pathetic. And they've hidden your name until just recently. No, because I saw it after you said yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, it came out. It they still, came out still said it. After we said that, after we said you can't find him, they, he came out because... He's still he, doing the job all along. Not only is he dreadful at his job, but, you know, he wants to get his head up as well. But uh, it grinds my gears. But the other one is Phil Gould. Did you hear what Phil Gould said? Phil Gould criticised the Raiders mm. and essentially said that... Uh, we're not a chance because we haven't beaten any yeah. of the top four sides. We're, we're just beating up. We're flat track bullies beating up on sides out of form, is what he yeah. said. Now, I seem to also remember Phil Gould saying very clearly the day before the 1994 Grand Final that the Raiders were no chance of winning without John Lomax. So you just have to keep looking at the things that Phil says, and Phil says a lot of stuff. I've, I've gone through degrees of, like... It's like I go with the Roosters and different teams. I sort of go through degrees of, of how much intensely I hate them. Mm. And Phil Gould, I've actually haven't been that angry at Phil Gould. Mm. In the early 2000s, I really hated him with a burning passion. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, because, really and because also he was, at that time, he was writing a lot of articles yeah, through yeah. the Sydney Morning Herald, actually saying that he wanted the Raiders <laughs> out of the competition. Yep. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was calling to question our whole existence. Uh, so that was like, he was my public enemy, number one. And in recent times, he's been more complimentary about the Raiders. But the thing about Phil Gould is there's always an agenda as well behind everything he says. Mm. And, you know, who knows what his relationship's like with Ricky at the moment. Probably not that great still. Mm. You know, once the master and the apprentice, but they had a oh, massive he's, falling he, out. He's mad now because we've beaten them twice this season. Yeah. Oh, but we were just out of form. You know, that's what he's saying. Anyway, it ground my gears because shut the fuck up, Phil. Just shut up, you great big toad. And, and the way you went on about the penalties that Jerry Sutton was playing up in State of Origin 3 in the first half, it was it was pathetic. It was absolutely pathetic. I had a, a long chat with a, a referee on... on Sunday before the match, not mentioning any names, but uh, didn't we get the two crappiest referees though? Again, I actually thought they were right. They made mistakes both ways, and they both evened up. One of I just, I just the was, Luke Curry strip where they said it was an illegal strip was like, no, dude, that's Luke Curry's ball. It was clear as day. It was a perfect strip. There was nothing wrong with it. We scored straight after the, the it. two poo turnings back and crashing into. Um, CNK one. That's one of but those. But that wasn't our refs. Ashley Klein said that was no try for that reason, and Jared Maxwell awarded the try. Jared yeah. Maxwell overrode it. Ashley Klein saw it exactly the same way we did. Klein's so, terrible. Sutton. What was it? Who's that? Like a butler. Chris Butler. He was the other ref, wasn't he? The giant guy. No, there was. It was Ashley Klein and Chris Sutton. Chris. Was the I was, thing, and I thought they both had good matches. And Phil Henderson had a great match. He was the one who pulled up. This is another thing. No one saw this. Um, Cooper Cronk deliberately raked uh, Jared Croker's face. In the tackle, he reaches over and rakes Jared Croker's face. It was right in front of me. And Phil Henderson, the touch, he saw it, called it. And they were going to call him out about it. But then we took the tap and played on straight away. And so nothing ever came of it. And Ricky went straight across the Fox people and said, did you see that? But I don't think they got a good angle of it. But clearly, Cooper Cronk, I absolutely positively saw it with my own two eyes, deliberately did the Josh Maguire on Jared Croker's face. The horrible little toad. Anyway, that ground my gears. But Phil Gould grinds my gears. He absolutely grinds my gears. But I believe I'm not the only one who's been uh, irritated about things this week. Uh, and I believe we need to... It's time for the segment, Blake on the Burst. I have to always bring down the volume after you yell on the microphone like that. But anyway... Um, Blake on the burst. Last week's Blake on the burst was how, um, you know, because we were so good at the, the stripping rule, mm. I knew there'd be a, a reaction and calls to, to for it to, to come yeah. to. And sure enough, yeah, too good at it. Yeah, yeah, well, too good at it. Yeah, absolutely. And as been pointed out, you know, it's it's the the teams that aren't good at it are the ones complaining about it. You yeah. know, 
just get better at doing it yourself. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, it's a rule now, and look, it might get changed. But half the get half the strips, as we said earlier about the the John Bateman on JWH, well. Those are purely one-on-one strips. You can't get rid of that. No. They're having three people in the tackle and then doing the nudge-nudge, wink-wink, and having two of them drop off. I can see that's going to go. That's definitely going to go, but it's the rule right now. So they yeah. practice for it, and they're very good at exactly. it. Exactly. That gives and us an advantage. Well, sucked in for you for not doing it. Trent Robinson was at pains to say, what does it add to the game? It's like, well, what does lying all over the tackle player in the 20 add to the game, Trent? What does, what does having your players going down... Um, inverted commas, injured every time the Raiders have a roll-on, so yeah. they basically get a timeout, reset their line. Yeah. How many times that happened in the game? Three or four times at least. Yeah, but that's the way the game's played, so they're just playing it to the rules. But that's the same with the strip, so... I mean, that's everything. Go. That's everything with the game. Well, you change one rule, they'll just find another way to... You know, they'll find another loophole to exploit, and especially, the, as we've said, you know... It, Bellamy... But, isn't it nice to see the Raiders leading the pack on exploiting... Doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. It's really nice. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's usually the Storm or the Roosters ruling. It's nice to have the Raiders one, but that's exactly right. It's going to change. We it. haven't taken advantage of a, of a, of a loophole since the um, Chris O'Sullivan's mousetrap try mm. in the 1987 Grand Final. Remember that? I do not. We've got the ball, and he went down injured, basically yeah. in an offside position, uh, while we've got the ball. And then suddenly, as soon as the, as the ball's gone from dummy half, he's jumped up and scooted over for a try. No, I do remember the try. I didn't yeah. realise he'd done that. Yeah, he's off to the side. He's off to the side. So he wasn't at dummy half. He got the pass, but he's off to the side. And he's sort of lying there, feigning injury. And then suddenly, he's just leapt up and he's gone through for a try. Which, did we... I think that was our only try in the, the 87 grand final. Did we score more than one? Yeah, I don't recall. That might have been the only one, I yeah. I don't recall what I was doing that day. I think I was listening to it on the radio. Really? I was there. Yeah. On the hill, last ever SCG grand final on the hill. Oh, that would have been sad. Nah, it was, I mean, it was one of those things we were so glad to be there and Manly were such huge favourites. Cliff Lyons that day uh, was unstoppable. Yeah, no. He, that, that's that one I of remember. the best performances I've ever seen. Yeah. One of the best performances. Cliff, he was a bloody good player. I remember in the height of the Raiders in the early 90s, they came down here and the Raiders had a full strength side. There was no, It was like 1990 or 94. I can't remember. It was... When one of our sides was great, and Cliff by himself ripped us a new one, he was unbelievable. On his yeah. day, that bloke was so good, like so good. He was remarkable. Is he in the NRL Hall of Fame? Oh, I certainly hope so. Apparently, Benny Elias is not. Well, there's a good reason for that. Well, he's definitely a douchebag, but again, I think about that, that sort of era mm. and of players that just, you know, the opposition just stood back and just had no idea what to do because they were so worried about, you know, they're going to... Wally Lewis had that. People just stood off him because they were so concerned about what he could well, Steve do. Steve Walters had, didn't have any such thing with Benny Elias. He went in and clobbered in every <laughs> opportunity he had. And, and bless you, Steve. I know you're out there listening. We love you, Boxhead. We love you here. You know, you are just still one of my favourite players of all time. But talking about things that are good, uh, there are reasons to be cheerful, Blake. Reasons to be cheerful. Part three. One, two, three. What I? Joey Lalua is back. Bless you, Joey. We love you, Joey. You know, you're, you're, you're an enigma wrapped up in a Twinkie, wrapped up in a puzzle, but you're our enigma wrapped up in a Twinkie, wrapped it's up funny, in a puzzle. It's funny, you know, there are, there's, there's various times where people wanted to ship him off to the Gold Coast mm. and, oh, maybe he's more trouble than he's worth yeah. and, you know, he's a grub because he abuses the Morris brothers, you know, mm. after he scores the winning try. I mean, 
forget all that stuff. I love the dude. Yeah, I do. He's too. awesome, and our team is he, is. I'm feeling so much better about our prospects. And he going came this back because he's back in this season in the best form of his career, the best physical shape of his career. He was lean, he was fast, he was fit, and he came into the season like this. The fact that he did his neck was so bad because he was definitely having his best season ever. He looked fantastic, but he's back. He's back, and Joey is back, and Lapana is back, and that can only be great. Another reason to be cheerful. How good was that crowd against the Roosters? It was good. It was a beauty. Having 19,500 was good. And the last reason to be cheerful, the destiny is still in our own hands. You know, so many times this, this time of the year, we're sitting there thinking, oh, we need to win this, that, just to make the finals. Now we're actually talking a, a <laughs> step above where if we win of our last four matches, two of them, we'll probably make the top four. You know, if we win three, we definitely will. And you're sitting there thinking to yourself, well, that's a, that's a really good position. And it's there because the side means business. They're not taking a backward step. Sure, they're not quite getting the job done in some matches, but they're not far away. And you know they've got the power within the side to get those wins and beat any side on their day. There's no side we come up against now. No. I think to myself, no. we're not in this competition, in this in this game. We've, c- we, we, we've come a long way. I think back to you know the the early 2000s where um, mm. we would you know a couple of years we made um, eighth position and we played yeah. we played the Roosters and they were first yeah. first week of the finals. Bang, and it just. You went into games that we are just the world's. Even though we've we've sort of jagged away into eighth, yeah, we're a million miles away from yeah. this Roosters team. All the Roosters, all their players, they've got all the advantages they have, all of Uncle Nick's brown paper bags. Mm. We just we're so close. Mm. We're so close. Mm. It's luck. It comes down to luck. Now we're in the position. If you get in that top four, it then comes down to luck. It comes down to the bounce of the ball. It comes down to injuries. Exactly. And if if we're against the Roosters <laughs> on Grand Final day. And like I said before, we get the bounce of the ball, we get the luck, and we win the game. Mm. Who cares what happened in the regular season? Yeah, yeah, that's right. It won't matter who we beat and who we didn't beat in the regular season. And look, and, and just as when on the run into those finals, we'd beaten the Sharks. They didn't care because they beat us in the first final. And we'd beaten the Melbourne Storm. They didn't care because they beat us exactly. in the final. And it's the same thing. Um, we need to win this week against Melbourne. I think we're a red-hot chance to do so. I really believe in the side at this present moment. It's nice because one of the reasons we weren't, going back to my comments about Gus, we weren't in the match against the Melbourne Storm, was we had played on the Sunday evening at 6.10 match. Yeah, in Gold Coast. pissing down rain on the Gold Coast and then came back to the very first match they could possibly play in us, less than a five-day turnaround, playing against the Melbourne Storm, who played on the opening game of the season on the Thursday night, who wandered into Canberra on a nine-day break. And we lost that match 22-12. And you think to yourself, you know, playing against, you know, a grand final straight after that when they're on a nine-day break and you're on less than a five-day break having played in the pissing down rain, to come within 10 points means you're not that far away. And you know what? Gus Gould's not thinking about any of that stuff when he's writing his his crap or mouthing off like the big fat toad that he is. He's just talking out his ass because that's what he does. He talks out his ass. Anyway, you have been listening to the third most popular Raiders podcast on the internet, uh, Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork. I am the Pork. I'm Blake. And we will rant at you later. Blake and the Pork. Blake and the Pork.